My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a treehouse on the Londolozi Game Reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo, as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 31. Dialogue with Silence. Journal Entry. There was once a BBC report, it may have been before the Second World War, that said, This is the BBC News on the Hour. There is no new news at this time. Day 31. There are no new stories at this time. Well, of course, that's not true. It's just rather that I'm going to a place underneath stories. I see faces around the fire at night. Friends in Canberra, California, Charleston, Bath. I see Tim and Liz and Ashley and Tamara and Rodrigo. I see Cal, Amber, Jen and Matthew and Andrew, always Andrew. I see Ali like she's right across the fire holding an infinity symbol. When I close my eyes, I see BK, so alive, so alive inside me that when we speak, I can hear her voice in my ears, everything I believe her to be, a totally awakened mind. I see these people who have let me tell the story of my life. In stillness, I know the exact moment when I made a friend who would change me. I see Timbo walking up to me after three days Alpha dogs circling each other in the same house and saying, Hey man, what's your story? A beginning right there. I see Andrew as a student arriving on a motorbike with a chessboard, a box of Marlboros, sporting a totally inadequate bicycle helmet for me to wear on the back while we drive around town too fast looking for a cafe we can smoke in and have a chess battle. We'll be fine, he says as we drive into traffic. And that becomes our motto as we explore edges everywhere. I know the exact moment outside a bar, Matthew and I went from being suspicious mutual friends of Andrew's to true friends. He looks at me sideways, skeptical of my poetic nature. We're both outrageously high. And in that moment, it's done. We're friends. I see Amber at sunset, standing next to a huge tree near a waterfall. The evening in the Hudson Valley is so quiet. Amidst the frogs and crickets of the stream bed, she could be another being of the forest, an enchanted sprite, a hauntingly beautiful forest deer. She turns to me and says in a whisper, although I haven't said anything, how did you know I was talking to the tree? 
How did you know I asked you why you were talking to the tree? I reply. Friendship is a dialogue in silence. As I write this, the herd of elephants have arrived to drink and splash below the tree. 10.15, right on time, as if they're in time. They are standing in the shining reflection of the sun. A tiny baby is in the middle of the group. As they suck up water in their trunks, it sounds like this. One has gone to the sandbank alone and is flinging coarse sand over his back. To me, there is a geometry to how they stand. As they move, it's like they're a single energy field. The water that touched them is already gone on its journey east into Kruger National Park, where it will join with the Sabi River and then on to Mozambique. How much life will that water, caught by a forest on the edge of a mountain, touch on its journey? A river to me is how life befriends itself. Yesterday I walked in flip-flops and old black running shorts down the bank of the river at midday. Midday, Africa's witching hour. I felt the sun burning my skin and my bearded face and my balding head. I walked through a stillness that was sensual in its depth. I've never understood that before. In a rock pool of clear rainwater, I took my clothes off and slipped into another place, floating in the silence on the surface. I was wrapped in stillness, the presence of the trees. Nothing was happening, but finally everything was happening. Not a plane in the sky, not a land rover, not a voice. Yet there was a dialogue with that silence. I am a friend, it said. In ceremonies, I have seen women and men weep for something they didn't even know they had lost. And when the weeping ceased, in the exhausted stillness in its wake, something deep down, I am a friend, it said. But our presence here is ruining the great mountainsides, and we've had fallouts with the rivers. I am a friend, it said. I am a person complicit without choosing in the way of the world. You are of the same silence, made of the same love. I am a friend, it said. It's breaking my heart to think of a time when it will be too hot to go outside. All death is the beginning of something new. Love what is dying, because I am a friend, it said. I am a friend. I am a friend. I am a friend, it said. I see you there on all sides of life. A friendship in infinity can stand an industrial blink of ignorance. You can fall in love with life even as it crumbles into the death seeded with rebirth. This is why we are here. I've become certain of it. We are here to befriend ourselves as the people of nature. Wake up where you are. Nothing else is worth your time. When the mind sees its own mirror and finally embraces itself, in that ever-deepening compassion, you will see awakening was all we were ever really doing anyway. And not even that was happening in the stillness. Each day, I sit with the absolute certainty that I will die. The ones I love will leave me, or I will leave them. I will not hide from that last veil to love. On this riverbank, I'm done with any denial. You can hurt me, love, or teach me the truth. Trust this life that made this river. Trust that I will find my way to the place 
where the elephants could give way to the slums of suffering and I could still be still. Still in the current of love that acts. Still in the current of love that feels. Still in the current of love that is impartial. Take me to the shores of grace, I ask. I have so far to go, and I'm afraid of storms and loss. Still, take me to the peace that passeth. I don't know the way, but I sense it there, out beyond the edges of my body. I have sensed it against my beautiful mother from the second I arrived. I'm starting to understand Hafiz. And Rumi is becoming more than the possibility of a romantic text. I cannot report entertainingly from this place. I can only pray in a way that I have never before understood. It's a prayer that does not come from me. There is no news, except that I am on that current, brushing against the legs of elephants and reed beds and quenching thirst as I go home. I wonder if I lose you here. I hope I don't. Even though sometimes someone else's devotion can leave one cold. Still, with all that's holding us, if I did, I trust that that would be right too. Because you're a friend, it said. And I am a friend, it said. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty, visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.